This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is BetQL Daily from BetQL. Welcome back, BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. Nick Ashew, Joe Giglio on a Friday. Lightning bets coming up. In about 20 minutes, let's dive into college hoops here for this week. It's some really good games, and we're getting down the stretch now of the college basketball season. But before we get there, and we'll get to the particular games and and, and the ones we'll have our eye on this weekend, Nick, we did get some news out of college football while we're talking college here. Uh, the college football coach, Nicole Auerbach, the college football playoff will remain at four teams for the next four seasons. So we're not getting the movement that some people want. I got to tell you. These playoff games are rarely entertaining. I mean, they're usually blowouts anyway. Now, you add more teams, it's more parity, right? You might get a couple more interesting games. You probably would, just, you know, kind of having teams that are more even. But after watching another college football playoff that was lame, I'm not dying for more of these games right now. You know, it's a shame because we sit here and have these conversations every year like it's March Madness and say, well, this team is out and they should be in. And why aren't they? And no matter how many teams, if you made it eight, if you made it 12, there's a ninth team or a 13th team that people would think should be in. But then you keep allowing more teams in. And are we going to get better games? I, I, I find it the difference between college basketball and college football is that there is more talent spread out. There is a little right. more parity and the ability for you know, an underdog in college basketball to win a game in the NCAA tournament. In college football, we've seen where majority of the talent goes. It's It's been the SEC with a couple of Big Ten teams like Ohio State here and there. And now we'll see, obviously, what happens now with USC. That That's going to probably change everything with Lincoln Riley there. But, like, I get the idea. And honestly, <clears throat> here we go. Almost got through there. I, I get the idea and understand why you'd want to add more teams. Well, obviously, it's about money. But if the games aren't any better, what are you really doing? What are you really adding to the table? If you just add four more blowouts, it's really not going to be that great. But I think the bigger concern really is, as opposed to even adding these games, figuring out why, if there's anything even you could do, I don't know, to kind of prevent these games from being this way. Because they've been really awful. They have been. And I so a couple things I thought of as, as you're saying that. Um, number one... I think that the the haves versus have-nots is going to get worse with the transfer portal now. I mean, like, yeah. these big schools, that's where the money is. These kids could go there. They know they're going to get paid. Like, you know, the, the quarterback just went to USC and left Oklahoma. Like, this is going to keep happening. I think it's actually going to get worse, the gap in college football between the haves and the have-nots. So that's part of it. And the other thing, like, just for the next four years, you mentioned we do these debates, right? If four teams are allowed, we're going to argue over the fifth team. If eight teams are allowed, we'll argue over the ninth team. 
I don't know if everyone thinks of it like this, but I, I think college football loves this. ESPN loves this. You know sure, why? Sure. It's the controversy creates cast. Old Eric Bischoff and WWE yeah. and WCW, yeah. that nonsense. Like, yeah. we're talking about it, right? It's a controversy, but that means the sport is top of mind. So I don't think they mind particularly that we're upset that like, oh, this fifth team is left out. They just think that we're talking about it, and that's good. You know, you said something interesting, though, when you talk about the NIL and, and players, and it's essentially free agency without a salary cap. Right. I do wonder, though, if there is going to be a way to almost have a little more balance. If you've got a really rich booster at a school that may not be as big of a program that wants to see them win, that is willing to offer enough money, that you get a top recruit, a couple of, it's going to obviously take more than just one recruit, but you're able to pull essentially what SMU did before they got the death penalty. Like it is possible and it's happened before in college football. It's just now legal. Now you, you work around the very few regulations that are there and there's really not much. If that were to able, if we were able to get some sort of, you know, not even say it's not a balance of power, but just maybe giving the opportunity for a couple of other schools to do that, even though they're basically paying for these guys to go there for a couple of years, that almost would make college football more interesting because the one thing you do want is like you want to have meaningful college football playoff games because the bowl games don't mean anything anymore. I mean, they really never meant anything, but now they really don't mean anything other than for the players that are out there and then the money that's exchanging hands. That's really it. Yeah, it is. And uh, I do think they got to have some regulations here on the NIL because it's, it's going to get out of control. All right, let's dive a little some college hoops for this weekend. It's a good slate. And as you mentioned earlier in the show, like this is the time where, you know, we'll dive into the NBA stuff this weekend and watch for fun. But like if you want to watch a competitive game this weekend, you're watching college basketball at this point of the sports calendar, getting ready for March Madness. Uh, let's have our guy Zach Curl to join us in this segment because Zach is as good on college basketball as, as anybody. And every time Zach joins us, we make sure we get his opinions on some of these games. Zach, I, we, we need to uh, you know rope you in and get your thoughts on some of these games. There's a lot of good ones this weekend. Um, of all the games we have in our rundown here, what, which is the game that you're going to have your eye on the most? Yeah, so I think it's hard not to look at Texas Tech at Texas as the real uh, game to watch this weekend. Chris Beard, the former Texas Tech coach, he made his return to Lubbock a couple weeks ago, in which was a crazy scene, one of the best crowds and atmospheres I've ever seen. And now uh, a really uh, red-hot Texas, uh, red, Texas Tech Red Raider team, they'll be heading uh, to Austin to take on the Longhorns. And this is a big game. Both of these teams are tournament teams, going to be top six, seven seeds. And Texas Tech, they're one of those sleepers where their defense is so good that – uh, they could beat anyone in the country, in my opinion. And the job that Mark Adams has done, he's a 64-year-old first-time head coach leading the way there. It's been really impressive. So uh, I'm looking forward to Texas Tech at Texas. Nick, we um, on the show, we were on opposite sides of that bet that day. And, uh, and Jake Hassan took mm -hmm. Texas Tech because he thought that that crowd would be out for blood. That was a raucous atmosphere. You don't see, like, that, that reminded me of, like, an old-school college basketball game. Like, the conference games where, like, you hate each other. Because there's been so much change in these conferences that I think yeah. we've lost a lot of that. Kind of, like, old-school Big East or ACC or whatever hatred. That was fun a couple weeks ago, that Texas Tech-Texas game. That, that felt like old college basketball. Zach and I were talking about this actually before the show, and it was like, there's – there's something missing in college basketball right now in some of these games. Now, not all of them, obviously. You had a great, you know, Iowa-Michigan game last night. But that, you know, it's it's not the same as Duke-North Carolina. Texas and Texas Tech now has built something there with – you have to have storylines to have a rivalry. And one of the great things about college basketball and college football is the fans are always going to be there to support those schools. But the players that are involved, there's also – it's not that they're going to play less hard, but there is that semblance of – 
there was maybe a little more venom towards the other team because they knocked you out of the you know their conference tournament last year or your coach left one school for another that means something as well more of this type of stuff will happen if guys are sticking around. The problem is a lot of these players are one and dones, which has hurt college basketball. But if you can get more games like that, it makes it more interesting from a viewer's perspective and just from you know a, a fan's perspective in general. Betting it doesn't matter. Like you're gonna bet on these games no matter what and how you feel. But you also think too, like you mentioned when you guys talked about this game before. You're factoring in that environment sometimes with a bet, right? Home court advantage is certainly something that that matters. And if it's expected to be a raucous crowd, it's loud, it's a big rivalry game, and you expect then the players to maybe be affected one way or the other by it, then it does matter from a betting standpoint as well, too. Yeah, I mean, and the crowd in college sports, I mean, it matters. Like, so, uh, yep. you know, you're down in that D.C. area, uh, Nick. My, uh, my father-in-law, he's, he used to be a Maryland season ticket holder. So, like, when mm -hmm. I first met my wife, I used to go down there. She lived in that area. And we used to go to Maryland games. That's when they were in the ACC. And, like, and when that's Duke when it was good. It was awesome. That was when it was Duke, Duke Maryland was in, an incredible setting. I loved it. And then, so, like, mm -hmm. then we went to a games a, a little bit when they moved to the Big Ten. We haven't gone in a few years. But it just was different. Like, I went to, um, yeah, I forget where they played, Northwestern or something, or Michigan State. Maybe it was Michigan State. But, like, it didn't have the same buzz. Like, college basketball needs that. And that's why the Chris Beard thing was fun. And that's why at least these next couple of weeks we get more in the conference games. There's at least a big buzz there. Like that's that's what you need. You want that atmosphere when you turn the TV on. Yeah, I think when you look at on the bubble too. Yeah, Especially looking at teams that are on the bubble, you know, they're they're gonna be thinking that right now, where it's it's that the game starts to become meaningful for teams that are like, hey, we might be on the outside looking in at this point in the tournament. So if we can get in a good seat in the conference tournament, you right. start building that resume to get into March Madness, which is re you're really going to see more of that mean those meaningful moments over the next couple of weeks. All right, let's hit a couple more of these games that are interesting this week. I'm, I'm going to go to – so we had we hit the one already between two ranked teams. Let's go to another one, Illinois at Michigan State. Now, Illinois is a team, Nick. Um, Jake Hassan's a big fan. He has an Illinois onesie, so we talk about this team often on the show. And <laughs> Illinois is a team I think I, I saw 30-1 to 1 or 33-1 to 1 very recently. And you look at their resume, you're like, they can make a run through March Madness here. That's a good team. Yet they're, I, I'm interested to see how they play this weekend because they're coming off a loss at Rutgers, which sounds bad, yet Rutgers has beaten a bunch of ranked teams in a row and they're really good at home. But this is a good test here, Nick. Uh, Illinois at Michigan State this weekend, number 12 versus 19, both 18 and 7. Illinois a couple games up or a game and a half up in the Big Ten. But I, I think this is a good test for Illinois if they could bounce back in this game. It's funny you mentioned Rutgers. It, it's still an amazing run that they've been on. It's it's There's no shame in losing to Rutgers, it seems like, anymore. I mean, the first unranked team to have four straight wins against ranked opponents. I mean, it's been an incredible stretch for them. Illinois is really interesting, though, too, Zach, because you, know, I, you hear them talked about as one of those teams where you go, you know, could do they make sense as, as maybe an you know an outside shot to win the national title? I feel people constantly trying to trying to talk themselves out of a team like Illinois this year. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So this has been a really big topic of conversation over the last couple of days. I've seen a lot of people talking about it. The Big Ten has not, not won a national championship in college basketball since the year 2000. That's one of the more crazy stats. And we're trying to figure out why. And I actually think, like, looking at the Big Ten this year, there's some really good players, but there are only two teams realistically that can win it all. And I think Illinois is one of them. Purdue has a chance, but their offense is really good. But they don't play any defense. Illinois is interesting because they've had some trouble getting healthy uh, for consistent points of the season. But I do think like when their team is fully healthy and everyone's on the floor and you have such a dominant big man like Kofi Coburn with shooters like Frazier and Alonzo Plummer playing around him. I know a lot of people are going to look at Illinois and say, wow, they were a one seed last year and lost to Loyola Chicago in the round of 32. Didn't even make it to the second weekend. But I think this year's team, even without Io, they have better shooting. And I think if any team from the Big Ten can make a run this year, they're it. We need the official Illinois fan perspective here from uh, from J- from Jake Hassan. Are we feeling good about tomorrow <laughs> afternoon? Not good. We are feeling cautiously optimistic. Uh, Brad Underwood All actually right. just finished talking uh, to the media in Champaign today, and he said, "Yeah, we went to the Pizza Hut parking lot and got our butts kicked." Is what happened to us so brad underwood's <laughs> using some which clearly there's a story there about brad underwood being in a street fight in a pizza hut parking lot at some point so i need someone to yeah, follow that was up very on that specific you very feel like if you're gonna make a reference that specific you're drawing that from your past when you say that and knowing brad underwood i am not putting that past him he seems like a guy that would get in a fight in a pizza hut parking lot for sure um also did not he did not completely deny the uh plausibility of a rotation change or a lineup change he said he wants more energy from the guys. He wants Jacob Grandison, Plummer, some of these guys to match the intensity of Trent Frazier and even freshman R.J. Melendez. So if you see R.J. Melendez in that starting lineup uh, over the weekend, I would not be surprised at all. Underwood is very, very pissed at these guys and their energy level because that especially is something he's preached since day one when the program was in the toilet. Yeah, I'm expecting a bounce back from them. We'll, we'll see if they could um, take care of business against Michigan State. But I think they'll play a lot more energy and play better than what happened to them at Rutgers. All right, one last one we'll hit on here. Alabama, number 25, at Kentucky. We talked a little bit earlier about Kentucky and our nickel or diet segment and, and their chances to win it. They're uh, they're really playing well right now, Zach. Like, it just feels like Kentucky's – I know they lost Tennessee. But before that, I mean, they have been on a good run. They are 21-5. and five. Um, They're up to number four in the country. Is Alabama going to give them a real test or are they going to they gonna take care of business here? What are you thinking on this? So Alabama is one of the more complicated teams in the country to figure out. They have wins over Baylor, Gonzaga, and Houston, three teams that all made the Final Four last year, but they've also lost to Missouri. They've lost to Georgia. So they're going to be like a six-seed, five-seed that could beat anyone or lose to anyone. Uh, one thought on Kentucky, though, in that game against Tennessee – Something happened that it's not the first time we've seen it. It's that their top guard, Ty Ty Washington, he left the game uh, early with a nagging ankle injury. And 
Kentucky has not been the same team when he's not on the floor. And I think when you're looking at the future and value for this Kentucky team, like they're going to need Ty Ty Washington healthy and on the floor if they're going to want to go deep in March. He is questionable to play tomorrow. If I'm John Calipari, not going to lie, like I'd consider maybe sitting him out a game or two just to make sure he's healthy and ready to go uh, come March because uh, this Kentucky team is just not the same without him like we saw against Tennessee. The turnaround of the SEC, like in the past, it's usually maybe you throw Florida in there and then it's always Kentucky, right? We just expect Kentucky with John Calipari. He's going to flip his roster every single year. But, I mean, you had Auburn in the mix now. I mean, Tennessee's obviously having a great season. Even even Arkansas. Arkansas is 20-6 and six this year. Like, they, you have a lot of teams now in the SEC where they're sort of taking over as, I, I mean, I guess we could say, are they the best conference in college basketball right now? It's been wild to see the growth of this conference. So I just pulled up Ken Palm as you, as you started saying that. They have six teams ranked in Ken Palm's top 22. That's a lot. Yeah. For That's the a lot of teams. It's not just a football conference anymore. Mm -hmm. Like these, these teams no. can play. Yeah. I would say it's the best conference in the country right now. The Big 12 maybe started on top, but Kansas and Baylor have kind of – they haven't been bad, but they, they haven't been playing necessarily as well as expected. And Kentucky and Auburn, two clear uh, natty uh, title contenders right there at the top of the SEC. Yeah, I'll put it this way. I won't be surprised. Obviously, the bracket's going to matter and where they, they get put. But would you be surprised if there's two SEC teams in the Final Four? I wouldn't. I could see Kentucky and Auburn no. both getting there. I mean, they've been yeah. Yep. Yeah, they've been two of the best teams all year. That That's something we never used to say. So the changing of the guard in college basketball is there. Should be a great weekend. A ton of great matchups. I'll, be, I'll also be looking at Auburn against Florida on Saturday afternoon. Coming up on the other side, it is time for Lightning Bats, our favorite place for the weekend, maybe some futures in the NBA, and I'm sure we're going to dive into NBA All-Star Weekend, give some picks out for you. We'll do that next, right here, BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. Hawksworth from BetQL Daily, 9 to noon Eastern. Download the free Odyssey app now to watch and listen to the daily tip. BetQL Daily, you better, you bet, and bet MGM tonight on the BetQL Network.